0: to a Friday edition of the Ken Miller Show here on 1700 KBGG. Trent Condon is with me, as he always is, as we talk sports with you for the next couple of hours, Monday through Friday from 2 until 4. Then later on in the day, Jimmy B and TC from 4 to 6 during your afternoon drive. Lots to get to on a Friday. Lots of basketball conversation, as you would anticipate as we are on the precipice of our Final Four uh, tomorrow night. By the way, if you can't be in in front of your TV. I'm sure you know by now, but a subtle reminder that uh, the games play here on 1700 KBGG. Both games tomorrow night and, of course, the championship game on Monday. Jordan Burnfield, we're going to take a closer look at really the story, I think, of the remaining four teams in this thing. No disrespect to Villanova, Kansas, and Michigan, but Loyola is the one that's not supposed to be here, at least for most people, didn't think that they would be here. Uh, Sister Jean had a press conference today, Trent, I don't know if you saw it, it was packed all of the media yeah. that was assembled in san antonio and she said she did they they kept her up there for 15 minutes mm-hmm. and as she's walking she's being wheeled off the out of the press conference I could have done this for an hour," she says. She's just (laughs) lapping this up, just eating it up, and good for her, and good for basketball, and good for sports. Um, The Sister Jean story continues to resonate here on Easter weekend, but it was crazy. I mean, you couldn't find, you couldn't move, looking at the pictures uh, at the uh, of the assembled media at Sister
2: Jean's press conference today. So she gets a press conference. She got a press conference. It's packed. Yep. I Yeah, I saw the picture of somebody outside the media room that couldn't even get in. Right. I mean, just uh, what what a story. And that's another great layer to the NCAA tournament. You never know what it's nope. going to be. You know, one of my earlier memories, Loyola Marymount. And obviously, you mm-hmm. know, what happened and, mm-hmm. and the run that they had after the passing of Hank Gathers and Bo Kimble. Shooting free throws. Shooting yeah. the left-handed yeah. free throw, his first one up there every single time. And and you don't know what the story's going to be. It's different every single year. There's going to be Cinderella. How great. No, it's one great. and done. Yep. It's uh a concept that doesn't always give you the best champion, but it gives you a fun tournament no, every time. No doubt about it. I want to get to a different thing. Sports coming
0: up here in a few minutes. I wanna uh Share with you just something I never seen last night, um, but we'll get to get to that in a minute. Anyway, so Jordan Burnfield's going to be here on Loyola. He'll help us with that. Wade Looking Bill, who's been with us throughout and is uh, through college basketball, he's going to stop on by here. The former Hawkeye get his take on both of the games. He'll be here at about twelve forty in the one o'clock hour. The I Cubs have an open house tomorrow. It's always a very popular event um, that precedes opening day, which is right around the corner. Randy Wehofer at one ten on the Cubs certainly, but. On on Some of the rules that you're going to see, particularly the one uh, should the game go to extra innings in Major League Baseball. There's some twerk, uh, some tweaks uh, to those rules, so we'll get uh, Randy's thoughts on those. And then, as we always do on Friday, we'll get some Hawks and some clones in here. Tom Kakert on Iowa. Dylan Montz on Iowa State big day for recruiting wise tomorrow jack campbell's going to make his official announcement although it certainly seems like iowa is uh, going to win that recruiting battle but a good story in the paper today about a running back from illinois a four-star who's uh, got iowa and iowa state and it may come down to one of those two schools for the four-star and he won't make his decision anytime soon i don't think right trent
2: yeah probably going to be a little bit of while he's Jareel Brock is uh, is the kid's name. Jaleel Jareel, Jareel, I. Think. Drill, yeah. And you wonder if he's if he's gonna be waiting for a bigger school. Some bigger offers.
0: Because he's got a bunch of big tens. Yeah. Uh, Indiana, I think, was Purdue the latest and Minnesota, one. Minnesota, I yeah. think, as
2: well. And home state Illinois, but mm-hmm. wait around a little bit and see does ND. Does Michigan call? Yeah. Do you, do you get a call from the bucket? You know, that kind of thing. Right. And wait through the summer because you don't you don't have to well, you can commit now, right. but you don't have to. No. Got a long time before December in that first Let signing. Let the game.
0: process play out mm-hmm. if, indeed, uh, if you've got the the makeup to do that. And a lot of kids just want to get it over with. And uh, I don't blame them uh, either way for doing that. All right, let's do a quick thing on opening day, Trent, fra- from yesterday. It was uh, it lived up to the hype. It always does. There's yep. only one opening day in any particular sport that moves the needle. And baseball always has and hopefully Always will. I watched your Twins. I watched most of that game. Just, you know, I, I turned on the Jays, right, because I wanted to see my squad. Um, I watched Brett Gardner move into the batter's box. Hit a line drive that a little leaguer should have caught. Of course, he hit Granderson right in the glove. He didn't have to move, and he proceeded to drop it. Um, two batters later. Uh, here comes Stanton, cleared the right field wall, and I turned the game off. <laughs> <I don't laughs> enough worry. of that. I'd had enough after three batters. I knew that how this year is going to play out. Um, but I, when I went over to your Twins, what a great pitching matchup! Yeah, that's what I came. I mean, what is he was? Dealing. He was terrific.
2: Yeah, I was uh, had a couple of errands in between shows, so I was faintly listening from Yankton, South Dakota.
0: Is that the closest you the Twins have got
2: with the with the signal that? can trickle in here yes hopefully that'll be changing to be determined next week but what do you know yeah uh <laughs> but uh yeah listening to, to Corey uh Cory Provis and uh, the radio crew and they just kept remarking glad was saying yeah. just uh, we've seen Jake Oderizzi before it was seemed like a different level and you saw it so I did he was
0: great. And you know who else? Dylan Bundy was really good for Baltimore, Ah, oh,
2: Dylan Bundy. Now, you know but I'm a fantasy baseball player. I've fallen into the Dylan Bundy trap too many times.
0: Seemingly every year he starts this way, Trent. Yes, yes. I can remember the last couple of years talking about Dylan Bundy early in the season, and then all of a sudden, he's like, you know, falls off the face of the earth for the most part. But... Um, you know, Fernando Rodney comes in. Uh, Molitor pulls the infield in. He did the right thing. He needed the double the ground uh, the ground ball, forced a double play. He's got five infielders um, scattered around. He's only got two outfielders. They were playing too deep, so I had a little problem with that, but yeah. it didn't come to that. Uh, but Rodney gets out of that. No sooner does our old buddy Paul Allen text for our tweet, rather from. Uh, from the Twin Cities, that he's really going to like this Fernando Rodney closing (laughs) uh, closer arrow with the Twins. Then uh, Adam Jones promptly parks one uh, in the left field seats, game over, drive home safely. But you know what? All kidding aside, really entertaining baseball game to lift the lid for the Twins.
2: I watched a lot of uh, Seattle-Cleveland last night, but I had the sound down because I was drafting another fantasy team. I have a lot. So how many does that put you at now? Three, three. three, How do you keep track of them all? I had trouble with one. Well, I have problems. You know, it's 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 kind of another layer of the addiction of gambling Mm -hmm. is this one. So, and it helps me though. No, guys, I agree with you. It it really does dig dig in a little bit deeper. Uh, What was the name? Uh, Kingery, second baseman for the Phillies, a, a young prospect, and he starts in the league. And one of my deeper leagues, he's on our team. So. Now, those are the guys. I would not know. I, I went to college with a guy named Kingery. I I didn't want to know this guy, but I do think it does help a little bit. Some of You're those right. those deeper names. And I was watching Nelson Cruz hits a bomb. His first pitch he sees of the season. How old's Nelson Cruz now? Oh, thirty seven. I was gonna say thirty eight. So. Yeah, and just absolute mash. He those guys at that point that. He's a big guy, but wasn't
0: he? Didn't he have to spend some time on the side? Wasn't he a fifty-game guy? That I think he was. Yeah, in Texas, right?
2: Yes, yes. yes. He was
0: the right fielder in Texas. I think they got him, pinched him a couple years ago. Okay, so maybe it's not all natural.
2: But at this point in his career, I'm sure he's being tested a ton, Mm -hmm. and he just continued to. I, I marvel at those guys later in their career that just continue to find a way, and he. He's only pretty much a DH. Yes, Fountain of Youth. Ponce de Leon. Yeah. Fountain of Youth. Um, What what else did I watch? I watched uh, some
0: of the Dodgers and the Giants' good pitchers duel. Kershaw was Kershaw, though he did give up a a run in in the game. You know, I I listened to the crew because it's the Sunday night crew. They're doing that game on Sunday night. Giants Dodgers is Sunday night baseball this week. And this is the Much Ballyhoo new Sunday night baseball crew. Yeah. you know, with with Dan Schulman who did the Jays yesterday. I'm fortunate for that, but he he just did, you know wanted to um, cut back on the travel, so he's no longer part of it. And of course, Aaron Boone is in the Yankees uh, dugout for crying out loud. Um, so watching that game, I got to be honest, Trent. I you know, A Rod probably. I don't know if he said five words. The two innings I
2: watched. Yeah, it's it's so different. It really is going it's to be
0: different, so and, different. and maybe some, maybe it's just uh, you know him getting comfortable, but just you can't get him out of
2: his shell. But we're burying the lead. I'm I'm leaving this to you. No, Last no, night no. hockey hockey is a national story it, today. It is, and you don't want to
0: talk about it. No, you know why I don't want to talk about it? Because for the first time in my life, the team that I this is my passion. So having the best year in my lifetime in the history of the Winnipeg Jets, they find a way to embarrass themselves again. <laughs> you, know, you, you just can't have nice things, I don't think, if you're a Jets fan. So I'll set the story. It really is remarkable. And this is what I was talking about uh, when we started the show about it. And, uh, something happened in sports last night. It's just You just never see this, right? Only in the game of hockey would you see this. So real quick. Uh, it's Jets and Blackhawks. Blackhawks are out of it for the first time in a long time. They're not going to make the playoffs. It seems like a long time ago that this team was winning three cups in what was it, five or six years, which uh, in, in today's um, day and age, is an um, it's a dynasty. And it really and truly is. Uh, that Blackhawks team, they're now paying the price for the steep salaries that they had to pay their stars, Patrick Kane, Jonathan Taves, and uh, Duncan Keith and Brent Seabrook. But anyway, so the game's... Um, Warm-ups last night take place about a half hour before the game. The starting goalie for Chicago gets hurt in the warm-ups. So now they're down to one goalie. Well, you uh, the NHL has a rule that they, ha- on site, have what's called an emergency goalie. Who never gets to play? You don't even know he's there. And in fact, as closely as I follow the sport, I wasn't even aware of an emergency goalie. Until sometime late last year. I'd never heard of this. I had no idea that they had this. Odd. It really is. So this guy is called out of the press box, and he's told that, you know, put your equipment on. This is a guy that played goal. Last time he played was 2006 at Western Kentucky, 11 years ago. He was in college. Since then, he's played in a a couple of beer leagues around Chicago. I don't know if they're any good or not. Yeah, Uh, I know beer leagues, you can find some really good beer league games out there. No, usually north of the border or certainly north of the Iowa border. They play pretty good beer league games in uh, Minnesota. <laughs> so this guy comes out of the press box he's told to put on the equipment, thinking, you know what, very rarely do you see a goalie hurt in a game. So you're not thinking too much about it, right? So the Chicago's goalie, who, by the way, was playing his first NHL game in his own right last night, but he's a real NHL goalie. He was going to be this, this maybe the future of the Blackhawks. Midway through the third period, He gets hurt. It's seemingly uh, an innocuous. I mean, a a shot that you wouldn't think would hurt him, but he got hurt. Setting the stage for just one of the most remarkable things I've ever seen. Because I've never seen an emergency goalie called into action. I mean, think about this, folks. Think about this. In any sport, you're never going to see that. There's not a quarterback in the press box should you go through three QBs. You know, you're out of position players in baseball. They're not going to go in the stands and find somebody to, to pinch hit. <laughs> this guy comes into an NHL game having never played one in his life. Going to the arena last night. Here's the best part about it. During the day yesterday, he's at his desk. He's a freaking accountant. <laughs> he's an accountant. So he spends the day bored out of his mind, I'm assuming. I mean, how te- uh, just tedious would it be to sit and punch in numbers on a computer for all day long? We're fortunate. That's another story. Yeah. Um, so this guy gets called into the game. So he goes into the game, and and look, Winnipeg is really good offensively. They are. They've got some talent on this team. They've got three guys over a hundred goals, and those guys are under twenty-one years of age, which is remarkable. They got some players. This guy shuts them out. They. They didn't score on a kid by the name of Scott Foster, who's trending on Twitter, and rightly so. Just a remarkable story. They're going to make movies about this guy. I hope that they change the opponent when the movie (laughs) comes out, because I'd love to watch the movie, but I'm not sure that I could force myself to watch this again. But, you know, it's just just something, Trent, that you're never, ever going to see. This guy will have this story for the rest of his life Mm -hmm. that on a... Night in March, when the Blackhawks were out of the playoffs, he was pressed into duty for the, most of the third period and shut out an NHL team. A playoff team. A playoff team.
2: A good offensive team.
0: The second best team in the Western Conference. That's It's incredible. It is an amazing story. Scott Foster.
2: Scott Foster. Who
0: will never play again. Disney's working on the movie they right should now. Be, I would think, right? <laughs> Thanks, it's just an yeah. amazing story. This guy got up this morning. Got on the subway mm-hmm. and went to work at his accountant job. Right, right back at
2: it. Right back at it. I mean just, I think he took the day off today. Well, he deserves to take the day yeah. off today. And I wouldn't be He probably celebrated last night with some buddies. I too. would have to think. I mean,
0: yeah. they name him the first star of the game. Yeah. He's interviewed after the game. I mean, this media scrum in the locker room. He's interviewed on the ice of the United Center. Twenty-one thousand people at that game last night, and he's pressed into duty and he comes in and shuts the door on the Jets, and the Blackhawks get truly a meaningless two points for them because they're out of it. But still, I don't want that to cloud the story. It is just um, something, again, for this kid, thrill of a lifetime. Yeah. Thrill of a lifetime. Married, got a couple of kids, a couple of beer league games. But, um, (laughs) wow, didn't even know. Like I said, last year, I didn't know there was such a position.
2: And comes on down, comes on I mean, just even for a guy to suit up, just in case, right? That's got to be incredibly rare, right? It, I've seen it a couple of times this year, but
0: okay. yeah, that guy never gets into the game, and, but actually into the yeah, game gets into the game. Gets into the game. Now they pay. I, I don't know even. I would love to know this, and maybe there'll be more sh- lights uh, shone on this because of that. I guess he's probably gets a hundred bucks mm-hmm. to show up at the to show up at the at the rink. Um, he sits in the press box, and you know, normally they don't even know he's there. I mean, the, the, the Joel Quinville, the Blackhawks head coach, had no idea what this kid's name was. Right. They showed Quinville on the bench as he's coming out of the locker room and going onto the ice. Quinville's laughing at the situation. <laughs> it was just amazing, amazing. Only in hockey. Only in hockey.
2: Sports. Sports.
0: Sports. Love, Love it. Love it. We'll take a timeout. Jordan Burnfield's going to help us on Loyola. I'm sure he's probably caught up in this Scott Foster thing as a Chicago resident. Wade Lookingbill is going to be here as well. Um. What? Oh, I wanted to ask you when you talk about your fantasy. Just before I forget. Yeah. Matt Davis and you play in three leagues. I mean, yes. he hits
2: clubs three home runs yesterday. Probably not a starter in any league that I'm Probably in. Even not, even right? the deep the deepest league that I'm in. My, I think he was on a bench of somebody, but not a starter. So will the guys? I mean, n- tried to jump uh jump into the front of the line to grab him. Well, this week? you got to be careful. You don't want it to be a toughy road situation.
0: Because toughy roads ended up with eight. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Hit three on opening day and had five others throughout the rest of the year.
2: I uh was in a draft that year, an auction-style draft, where normally he'd be like a dollar player. But we drafted after the season it began. It was the mm. weekend after the start of the season. And he went for like $35. bucks. he has <laughs> <laughs> well, got uh, something here. <laughs> whoops!
0: Not money well spent. We'll take a timeout. Jordan Burnfield, off we go to Chicago. Wade Looking, Bill 1245. We continue on here on a Friday. It's the Ken Miller Show on 1700 KBGG.
1: You found your home for real
3: sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG. Well, it's that time of year again. Tax time. Not all tax firms are the same. Hi, this is Mike Hammond, owner of Advantage Financial and Tax Services, located in West Des Moines. Not only am I a tax pro, but a certified financial planner as well. We can discuss tax savings ideas and financial services when we meet. We are not a chain and offer local and personalized service. Give us a try. Visit AdvantageIowa.com or call 440-111. Advantage Financial and Tax Services.
1: Attention, golfers! We've got a sweet deal for you. It's the 2018 Clubhouse Card. The Clubhouse Card goes on sale Monday, April 9th at 9 a.m. Look for the Sweet Deals tab on this station's website to grab yours. Do you want to have the opportunity to try out Central Iowa golf courses for 50% off? Then this deal is for you. Spring is here and it's your chance to play golf at some of Central Iowa's best courses. When you purchase a Clubhouse Card, Card, you receive a round of golf with cart to each of the courses for 50% of the cost. Try out courses like Bosland Landon in Pella, Westwood in Newton, and Terrace Hills in Altoona, and other great courses. Golf season officially starts soon. So what better way to get ready for the season than by purchasing the 2018 Clubhouse card. These cards will go fast, so plan to get yours before they're gone. On sale Monday, April 9th at 9 a.m. at this station's website under the Sweet Deal. Heels tab.
3: My neighbors always ask me, Hey Pete, how do you keep your yard so nice? Pete makes it simple with a Scott's Turf Builder feeding program. It's the best way to get the yard you want all year long guaranteed. All it takes is four easy feedings. Just once in early spring, late spring, summer, and fall. Providing nutrition and weed control to keep your lawn lush and green. So, now you know my secret. This is a Scott's yard. Pick up a Scott's Turf Builder program today.
0: On March 31st, more than 300 riders on horseback from across the state of Iowa will deliver donations to Easter Seals Camp Sunnyside in Des Moines. In the 50-year history, the group has donated more than $10 million to support Easter Seals Iowa and Camp Sunnyside. The community is invited to welcome the riders into Camp Sunnyside at 3 p.m. on the 31st of March. Easter Seals Iowa provides exceptional service to ensure all people with disabilities or special needs and their families have equal opportunities to live, learn, work, and play in their communities. For more information on Easter Seals Iowa or on the Pony Express Ride, visit www.eastersealsia.org.
1: Bellagio Italian Restaurant brings real homemade Italian to you. Fantastic food, great service, and an elegant vibe that feels like home. All your favorites from the original in Norwalk, and an expanded menu with the newest location on 100th Street in Urbandale. Plus, one of the best happy hours in the Metro from 3 to 6 each weekday. When you're thinking Italian, make it Villaggio. Pizza, pasta, sandwiches, and more. Two locations Sunset Drive in Norwalk and 100th Street in Urbandale. Villaggio Italian Restaurant.
2: Guys, Trank On it here again for New Leaf Wellness. Warm weather is going to be here before you know it, and if you added some pounds during the winter, New Leaf Wellness can help you. Great treatment programs designed specifically for you. I'm on the GAC and MIC. It has helped me not just lose weight with my energy level, no more lulls in the afternoon. Give them a call today. Set up a free, no-obligation consultation. 515-650-1358. That's 515-650-1358. Let's feel better together with New Leaf Wellness
1: Centers. Hey, honey, I'm going to the chicken coop to watch the tournament.
2: Whoa, wait a minute. Our team didn't make the tournament.
1: Yeah, but, you know, my second favorite team did.
2: Oh, really? And who's that? Um... um the- Let me guess. You're in a pool again, aren't you? A
1: couple of them. Yeah, gotta go. Bye. It's tournament time, baby. No need to flip channels to watch the game. The Chicken Coop has all the games from every network on every TV. The Chicken Coop, serious about food, serious about the tournament. Here we go. Back to Iowa's only local sports show over your lunch hour. Here's Ken and Trent.
0: BGG, Trent Connor, and myself with you until 2 o'clock. Wade Looking Bill, former Hawkeye, uh, coming up here in about oh, 15 minutes or thereabouts. We'll do some more Final Four stuff, a lot of Final Four on today's program. It is, after all, taking place tomorrow. Let's get Jordan Burnfield uh, As we talk Loyola, and I'm sure we'll mix in a little Scott Foster, one of the more remarkable stories we're going to see in sports all year long. In fact, let's start there. Just get this out of the way as a Jet fan, it pains me to say. Uh, but it was a great story nonetheless last night at the United Center. Jordan, were you watching when the accountant took his place between the pipes?
4: You know, I was not because I was out last night, but then I came home and read about it and to hear a 36-year-old beer league emergency goaltender got in there and stopped the shots that he saw is pretty incredible. And so I feel like that's only a story that you could see in hockey, right? Yes. I mean, you're not going to get some, like, beer league softball guy to go take a couple of bats in a major league baseball game. So uh, pretty amazing, actually, in a season that's been pretty rough for the Blackhawks. So I'm sorry for your Jets last night, Ken, but... Yes, have done a lot of winning this year. The Blackhawks have not.
0: That's very true, very true. Well, let me ask you about Loyola. And just, I have to assume, and, and I'm sure Chicago is late to the party. It's such a pro sports town, I don't have to tell you. Northwestern, I, I, it seemed like, um, you know, the Windy City embraced the Wildcats last year as they finally got into the tournament. But this Loyola run, I've seen you and you know on NBC Sports this week, um, NBC Sports Network, I guess we're calling it, um, you know, it talking Loyola. But are they getting the, um, the coverage that this story deserves? And does it, it seem like it took a while, but, you know, Chicago's all in on Loyola at this point? Yeah, I mean, I, I
4: definitely think you're, you're right. What you say? I think that they have not been covered basically at all prior to the last, you know, three, four weeks. But now, uh, especially with the fact that they're in the final four, it's the biggest story in town, which, as you guys know, is not at all typical. Uh, In Chicago, I mean, had Loyola not reached the tournament, uh, we'd be in full-blown Cubs and White Sox mode basically until the NFL draft. Um, But the fact is that Loyola is doing something incredible, and it really deserves the coverage that it's getting. The funny thing about it, guys, and I think this would probably make sense to you in terms of the coverage of it because you know how Chicago sports media operates, I think that Loyola is more of a national team than they are even a local team. That's (laughs) not to say that Loyola isn't getting a ton of coverage in Chicago right now. They are. It's just that, you know, my experience in calling Loyola games for seven years is that I get in the car after the game and that's, they weren't talking about the Loyola game. I bet Mm -hmm. most of the hosts didn't even know that they were playing that night. So the fact that now, uh, everybody's talking about it. It's sort of like, uh, You know the the Chicago media is trying to catch up with everybody else doing the stories on Loyola. So it's kind of funny how that's happened. But the good thing is is Loyola is getting a ton of press. Make sure.
2: There's no doubt, and the story of the squad and the run that they're on. What does this mean going forward? Let's say it ends uh, tomorrow night against Michigan, or even I don't know. They go all the way. Regardless, it it, you figure changes the terms in uh, the team in terms of perception there and what they mean in Chicago, but. Can that become a big thing? Can they become Chicago's college team like DePaul was back in the day? Yeah,
4: I mean, Trent, I think you make a good point because the the truth is, in Chicago, even though it's a pro-sports town, as you guys say, and you're right, there is a reverence for the college teams that have done well in our city, and specifically that DePaul team. So I'm glad that you brought it up because, you know, I'm, I'm a little too young to have remembered that DePaul era, but... You know, my dad talks about those 1980-81 DePaul teams. Like, you know, they're some of his most cherished memories as a sports fan. And so, um, I think that that's something that can always kind of galvanize a community when a college team does well, because so many people have either a connection to it or are alumni of it or whatever. I think college sports have that connection that resonates with people that sometimes a pro sports team may not have. And so. I think that if Loyola can sustain this kind of winning, I'm not saying necessarily to go back to the Final Four next year, but can be a really good team for the next few years, which I believe they're set up to be. Yeah, I mean, listen, every city loves a winner, and Chicago is no different. And I think because Loyola has become a thing, sort of so to speak, in the Chicago sports lexicon, um, I think that if they're good next year, which they should be, uh, that they can
0: sustain this for a little bit. Mm. Jordan Burnfiddle is our guest. Jordan, it's it's funny that you know you normally at this point when when a coach takes a mid major and and has some success, even if he gets you know to, to the to the round of 32, now picks off a, a wins a game maybe in the first round that he shouldn't. That coach's name is attached to some big jobs out there. I and maybe it's just me, but I have not seen any Porter Moser conversation as to far as this school's going to come and get him, or how are they going to pay him. It's been a great story, but they're going to lose their coach. Is there any of that? Because I haven't seen any, Jordan.
4: Well, there's a lot of speculation in and around there just because people are expecting it. But I think what you're seeing, Ken, is that there aren't a lot of jobs open right now. And so the idea that Porter Moser could get another job that's bigger and better is certainly plausible, especially, you know, if Chris Mack, I, I think he left, Davier uh, for Louisville, if I'm not mistaken, or is about to. No, he did. Yep. So maybe, yep. Yeah, so then Davier's job is open, and it's a Jesuit school, just like Loyola mm-hmm. is. So there have been people connecting the dots there. But, listen, I think that the reason why you're not hearing more is because all it is right now is speculation, right? I mean, as of now, Porter Moser is still coaching a team that's playing. And so, you know, the idea that he's going to leave – I mean, nobody really knows uh, yet, and if he was close to something, just knowing Porter the way I do, um, I don't think that anybody would kind of be uh, on that story yet uh, just out of respect for his team. So, you know, I I think that Porter would like to say, um, the reason being is that he's a Chicago guy, you know, Naperville native, Bennett Academy in the suburbs um, has been – you know, is a big Chicago sports fan. When he took that Loyola job, it was something that both, I think, personally and professionally, uh, was a really good fit for him. Now, you know, if another school is going to offer him five times what he makes, that's one thing. But I do know that Loyola is really working to try to keep him. So, you know, I think that the jobs have to open up. Um, there are a lot of people in Chicago sort of wondering aloud if the Paul were to make a change, which. They have not indicated in any way that they're going to do that. I'm just trying to make that clear. But if DePaul were to make a change, that Porter would be a great fit there. But you know, it's again, it's all speculation because we really don't know um, what jobs are going to be available. And to that, also that FBI investigation yeah, may open more jobs.
0: Good point. Uh, when you're doing Loyola games, um, it was Sister Jean. Was she? Um, you know. Was- was she a presence? Was she a thing? I mean, she was today, 15-minute press conference. The room was absolutely packed, um, which is just amazing in its own right. But um, when you're doing the game, Sister Jean, was she always around? You know, Ken, I'm so glad you asked me that. Yes. And the,
4: the thing that I want to make clear about Sister Jean, because I've been asked about Sister Jean about 400 times this week at in various interviews around the country. She is exactly what you see right now. And what I mean by that is that the, the light shining on Loyola nationally is not changing sort of the people and the characters that surround this program. I mean, Sister Jean does a prayer before every game at Gentile Arena. She is a presence there for every single game. I've seen her at every game except for in November she broke her hip. And so she had missed about seven games of the non-conference season while she was recovering in the hospital uh, from that, but even when she was out, she recorded a prayer, or she wrote the prayer, which was then delivered in the arena if she could not do it herself. Mm, wow! Um, so she is like completely on top of things. Um, and what's funny about the whole thing is that, you know, when I started doing Loyola games and you meet Sister Jean, at first you're like, you know, at the time she's she was 91 years old, and she's bopping around. I mean, like you see her in the in the wheelchair right now but she wasn't in a wheelchair until recently and so she'd be walking around she'd say hello the students love her everybody on that campus loves her i mean they revere her so what you're seeing really is just what it is uh on a daily basis it's just that now the world is being introduced to
0: her. unbelievable jordan thank you for uh, giving us a little insight we appreciate it we'll talk cubs next time we uh, have you on thank you jordan burnfield you got it, guys. Talk to you soon. Good to talk to you. Uh, we'll come back. Great story. Um, Sister Jean. Love it. Amazing. We'll take a time out to Wade Bill. coming up next. Ken Miller Show, 1700 KBGG.
1: You found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG. Baseball.
0: Is there another professional sport that brings out as much passion and as many memories in their fans? kevin the flag guy here we love baseball at heartland flags go reds
3: we know what the flag means and so do you the classic pinstripes the simple w or the iconic throwback logos of your favorite team baseball is back and it's time to fly your favorite team's flag shop in-store 3719 southwest 9th in
2: des moines or online at heartlandflags.com It's time to collect. Stop by The Rookie, 9992 Swanson Boulevard, right across from the Willis Auto Campus. And online at therookiesportscards.com
3: if you think trains will stop if they see a car on the tracks, you're right, they will. About a mile after they hit you. In 2015 alone, 230 people were killed at railroad crossings. Don't become the next fatality. Stop. Trains can't. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. Find here savings
1: now through Sunday during Menard's Crazy Day Sale. Get five bags of colored wood mulch for just $9. Royal Oak Charcoal Cats are only $4.99 a bag. Crestone Beveled Retaining Wall Blocks come in eight colors only $0.79 each after rebate. And get an attractive Hampton Resin Mailbox for only $19.99 after rebate. These deals are so crazy, they're available in-store only while supplies last. So hurry in to save big during Menard's Crazy Day Sale. Save big money at Menards. GoToMeeting is the collaborative meeting tool trusted by over 18 million monthly users. But how do we make the concept of 18 million more real for you? Well, if you wanted to travel 18 million miles, you could go to the moon and back 36 times and still have a few miles left over for a detour. 18 million dollars could buy you 4.5 million non-fat iced lattes, which would keep you caffeinated from now until the end of your career. Or if you took 18 million standing desk breaks, well, you'd probably be in great shape. Visit GoToMeeting.com to learn why so many people trust us to help them get work done.
2: I wonder where everyone's going.
1: It's sweet savings at JCPenney. Look at them run. Unwrap a chocolate bar to reveal an extra 50, 40, or 30% off.
2: Did someone say chocolate?
0: Friday and Saturday only.
1: Hurry into JCPenney for up to 50% off select styles store-wide. Plus, get in store early Friday and Saturday to unwrap a chocolate bar for an extra 50, 40, or 30% off coupon. And take an extra 50% off already reduced clearance items. JCPenney. Style and value for all. Coupon valid 330 or 331. Giveaway available in stores only while supplies last. Must be 18 or older. Final take purchases excluded from coupon. Other exclusions apply. See store for details.
2: Join the American Lung Association's Fight for Air Climb in downtown Des Moines on April 8th to help fight lung disease. Register today at fightforiowaclimb.org or call 515-309-9507.
1: that will improve your quality of life. Dr. Robert Seaman and New Leaf Wellness. Give them a call today at 515-650-1358. Again, 515-650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness. One more time, 515-650-1358. It's time to live life better with New Leaf All right, Wellness. Welcome back. Continuing
0: on here, the 1 o'clock hour still to come. In that hour, we'll talk some uh, I-Cubs baseball and some minor league baseball rule changes you'll see with Randy Wayover of the Iowa Cubs and we'll do some Hawks and Clones. Tom Kankert, Hawkeye Report, Dylan Montz, Ames Tribune, before we get out of here at 2. Let's talk to Wade Looking Bill, He's been uh, helping us break down these games throughout the tournament, actually throughout the uh, college basketball's regular season, and he joins us for a look at the Final Four. Wade, Trent, and Kent, thanks for coming on. How are you?
5: Really good. This is like the best time of the year with the Final Four and the Masters, and hopefully... Finally, springtime. We're ready.
0: Yeah, no doubt about it. Although it's kind of um, you know, from where we sit, I hate the end of college sports. We, I think, yeah, that's no, it's
5: very true. Yeah, it's, very it's, true.
0: Just, it's we're we're really going to miss it. Well, the four we know the four teams uh, that are going to play. It looks as though on paper like the. You know, the Kansas-Villanova game should be by far the better game of the two, but it doesn't always work out that way. In fact, most times it doesn't. Where are you on this Loyola team as far as playing Michigan, a Michigan team who's on a really good roll? Um, where are you on Loyola? Can they pick off Michigan, Wade?
5: Yeah. So I, you know, my my, my bracket's as awful as anybody else, but I, I had Villanova winning it. So I, I thought they'd been the best team, and I didn't really know this, but I, I think when they've been healthy, you know, they've had their – they're starting five. They haven't lost all year. And that, that big East is good ball. That's good basketball. There's some good teams in that league. Um, so I've got Villanova win it. I, I still think they'll win it. But I, I think Loyola will, will beat Michigan. Do you do? I do. I just think, you know, you're going to bet against that team yeah. Easter weekend? I mean, <laughs> come on now. Um, no, but all joking aside, I, I just think it, it's a, actually a pretty good matchup for them. I think, you know, it gives them a week to prepare. You know, John Beeline is a great coach, but, you know, neither team wants to play super fast. And I think that allows allows maybe a, a lesser talented team, kind of keeps them in the game. Their margin for error, Michigan's margin for error, might be smaller. But I think Royal is going to win. I think there's just something there with the way they play. And they've beaten some good teams, you know, and, 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 they, and they ran through the valley. And, and, and the valley had some solid teams, too. So I think world's going to win Villanova. It's going to be Kansas, and then Villanova's going to win it.
2: All right, so you're jumping on that side of things. One thing I do wonder is uh, they've gone back in the Sweet 16 Elite Eight round and played games back in arenas where – you know, when you and I made the Sweet 16, they played in the Dome for the first time. You saw yeah. the shooting troubles. Loyola's never played there. Did you ever play in a, in a Dome I, looking, you know, back when you were playing in the NCAA tournament? I think, well, you played in North Carolina and, and Nashville for yeah. the two times. So
5: it, did you ever do it? And, and it's got to be a big change. So the the one Dome we played in, so Iowa played, oh, what was it 91 Duke? I, I, I was registered, so I did not play that, that year, but mm-hmm. Iowa... 91, beat Middle Tennessee State or East Tennessee State, and then lost to Duke, and that was at the Metrodome. That okay. was when they back-played them. That was the first, second-round game. The only thing that I can think that is kind of close is we played you and I don't think, my sophomore year, and that was the first year they played it in the dome. They raised the floor up, and I think they had 27,000 people yeah. there, so that was a little funky. You know, I was never like a, a shooter guy. I shot more my senior year from three, but – it never bothered me, free throws and things like that. Um, if anything, you could say you know Michigan almost relies on the three as much as as anybody does, so maybe it affects them. I just think that all kind of plays in that low lower scoring game, neither team really wants to push it, and Loyola's just going to get it at the end
0: uh this loyola team uh, under coach Moser, seems like they've got a different guy every night it's a te- it, it, is is this the you know the epitome weight of a team. There's not a lot of superstars. There's no five stars on that team. Yeah. Yet for whatever reason, here they are in the in the final four. You've got them playing Villanova Monday night in the championship game. Is this the epitome of a uh, you know a true team where you know don't have the, the as, as good athletes perhaps as some of the teams they've beaten to get fo- this far and probably won't tomorrow night. Yet uh, you you predict they're going to stand toe for toe with them. Is what talk about the team concept uh, in basketball. I think
5: there's some truth to that. You know, like if you take Michigan, for example, is Mort Wagner thinking about declaring for the draft? I think he's just a junior, you know, so he's thinking, hey, I've had a pretty good run. You know, is that in the back of his mind? Is is he is he thinking about that? Um, Charles Matthews, the Kentucky transfer, the place for Michigan now, I don't think he would come out, but maybe he's thinking about that. But, but nobody on Loyola is thinking about that. They're thinking about, Trying to win this game, and that—that's—that was one of the things when I started playing college basketball that really kind of shocked me, is that how much guys wanted to get to the league. You know, I was never going to play in the NBA, and I just wanted to win games in college and go to the Final Four. But I think it's more important. A lot of college players—that's fine if that's—that's that's their goal—is to get to the NBA. But with Loyola getting back to them, they—they they want to win these games. This is the biggest arena they'll ever play it none, nope. none of these guys are going to the nba they might go overseas make a little money but um I, I just think they got something they're gonna get michigan
2: all right let's go to the second matchup two number one seeds but yeah two different number one seeds here kansas the question marks all around this isn't and what we normally anticipate seeing out of a kansas team and uh villanova a favorite for much of this season what do you think's going to happen there wade
5: yeah, I just think Nova's going to stretch them out. You know, I think Nova has really embraced this this new brand of basketball. You know, it's that pick and pop. Nobody really picks and rolls. You pick and pop and shoot the three. Those guys from Villanova are tough. A lot of East Coast guys, just tough dudes. You know, Jalen Brunson's really solid. Um, and this is not a this is not an overly talented as far as NBA potential Kansas team. You know, they've got they got some holes in there and. You know, is probably a second-rounder, and Devontae Graham might get drafted late second round. But, you know, they don't have, you know, lottery picks on that team. Um, I just think Bill Nova's better. You know, give Bill Self a lot of credit because he's had a great run, both in the Big Twelve and um, this year in the tourney. But I just think don't always got more weapons. They're just better. Mm. You know what worries me, Wade?
0: Wade, looking, Bill, is our guest. Uh, it, I, I hate to get to an end of any season, whether it's college football, NFL, NBA, whatever, and um, uh, the World Series and have a four-game sweep. I just have a feeling that we're going to get the significant – because the tournament's been so good. And let's face it, Loyal has been a big part of that tournament, uh, attaining the status that it has, has in a lot of people's minds this year, just they their right amongst other things we had a 16 knockoff one for crying out loud but we might get to villanova on monday night it might just be a coronation it might be a blowout regardless if it's loyola or michigan and i hate to see that as a sports fan
5: yeah it, it might be you know we and we've been pretty spoiled i mean there's been a lot of great games in the tournament um i don't know i i I think with the shot clock, you know, it's almost like an NBA game nowadays. Even if you're up 12 with 10 minutes to go, you got to keep firing it. And you know, there's just more and more possessions. I think we're going to get, I think we're going to get three pretty good games. You know, I, I think that quick turnaround from from Saturday to Monday, you know, you, you got to scout, you got to break film real quick, and then it's just kind of who has the most or who has the best night. You know, if. If Nova does get to the finals but they get a little foul trouble or maybe they make you know seven threes instead of 11 or whatever the number might be, whoever's on the other side might hang around, hang around, and have a chance to win it. So I I think we're going to get three good games just because that's that's the way the tournament's gone.
2: Hopefully. I Whoa. hope you're right. we yeah, that's sure. the case. Fingers crossed, boys. Well, yep. Ken had a great question. Ken, I'm not going to even steal it from you. What was it? What was it? About uh, a football player. Oh, yeah, go ahead. All right. So, Ken brought this up. You played with a lot of great athletes, obviously, in your time in Iowa City. Ahmad Wagner's going to transform from basketball yeah. to football. Is there a guy that sticks out, a guy that you think could have made the the <laughs> leap? I don't see A.C. Earl probably uh, being no, able to play on the not. football field. No, I think he could,
5: he's big enough now. He could probably play the offensive line. Right, right. A little, a little too tall, but... Um, you know, I guess a couple. Roy Marble was, you know, the late Roy Marble was just yeah. unbelievably athletic, athletic six yeah. five, and just jump and and tough. One of those Flint guys that just was a tough dude. But, but I think there's two. The guy I always thought was James Winters. You know, James a little bit like Ahmad Wagner, kind of that undersized power forward. I think James's dad played football in Nebraska. I think that I think so. But, um, you know, James six five, two twenty five, jump out of the gym. I I thought he could have been a tight end. Um, and then you know. We've talked about it a lot this this year, but Chris Street, Chris Street was the best mm-hmm. athlete on our team when he was there. Just as far as run, jump, six nine. I don't know where he's going to play. I don't know if he could have played quarterback, but um, I think he he, he could have played. Um, and then Eddie Horton, when I was a freshman, was a senior. He almost gets too tall. You know, at six eight, where, where are you going to play him? But he just was a tough dude, again. So I, I would say James Winters, Roy Marble, and Chris Street were the three that I think could have crossed over.
0: Well, if Chris Street would have been quarterback, and Elway would have been a GM. He <laughs> loves his tall quarterback. Right, Brock, Brock he Osweiler, does.
2: Uh,
5: not, sometimes not for the Hux,
2: best. And Lynch, that's no, that's they haven't squad, worked right? out either yeah, of them. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Wade, Wade, you mentioned Ed Horton, and if you don't want to answer, that's fine. There, There is a old story that I always heard run around Iowa City back in the day of of Ed Horton. Maybe getting into a little kerluffle with the with the wrestling team and apparently took them down. Do you know this story, or maybe were you around this story? Well, that
5: that's a fact. That was in I think Sports Illustrated. I, oh, I was okay. not at school at that time, but um, I think that was in Sports Illustrated. Now what I heard is the wrestlers. Well, no, I take that back. I heard the basketball players kind of put it on them, but okay. <laughs> um, you know, there's I mean, I and, and, and those wrestlers are the, are the toughest guys. Ever. I mean, just tough. You'd see those guys. Those guys were always tough, because when they were out at the bars, they weren't drinking. So they're sober, and they're just, you know, somebody tries to pick a fight with these little guys, they don't know who they are. But right. um, the problem with, like, you know, Eddie or Roy Marble, they just talk about size. You know, yeah. Eddie, again, 6'8", 255. I don't care, you know, how tough you are. It, it, it's a it's tough. But, you know, no, that was a fact. I They, they fought, like, at the pedestrian mall, yes. I guess, in Iowa City. Yeah. I don't know exactly what happened, but... Um, I think I think that was the story, was that the, the basketball players kind of kind of put it on them? But um, you know, just don't let those guys take you down because once they get you on the yes. ground, yeah, yeah, done, it's, a, it's yeah, a, yeah, yeah. So those are the toughest athletes. The the way those, that those I always wrestlers.
2: that I always heard it was that yeah, there was there was a conflict and the basketball guys were struggling until Ed showed up and he kind of cleared house with yeah, everybody.
5: That could be, Yeah, Ed, Ed was a bad man. Yeah, he, he was a bad boy. Just I'm I'm glad he was on my team. He right. was a and he was skilled, too. you know, second-round draft pick, played three or four years in the NBA, but Ed was, Ed was a good dude. He still is. Hmm. We'll
0: get you out of here on this, Wade. Uh, Drake made a new hire. Uh, Darren yeah. DeVries who apparently has been, uh, you know, in the conversation, going all the way back to when Keno Davis decided to, uh, to take the Providence job. He's been, uh, you know, two or three times now he's been – I guess I don't know how far he got down the in in the process, but finally got over the hump. He's going to be the uh, uh, as of today Drake's new head basketball coach. Your thoughts on uh, Coach Devries coming from Creighton and taking his own program?
5: I think it's a great hire. I I don't know Darren. He's a couple years younger than me, and you know just know his career. You and I played for Elden Miller, and then with with uh, Dane Altman and Mac over at Creighton. I think it's a great hire. I think that's what Drake needs is a guy. With an Iowa connection, you know, you look at Tom Davis and Keno, Iowa connection. You know, they've had a little bit of success with Phelps or Jacoletti, and now with Nico. But nobody wants to stick around. And I, I think Darren, he can be there 15 years. And you know, if you look at Loyola, what they did, you know, Drake had them beat here at home. Yeah, I mean, they did. It's I, I think college basketball has changed so much, and and that. You can take teams, whether it's Loyola, and and, and Drake's not at that level, but they're not that far behind. You get a couple local kids. I've always thought Drake's got to get Des Moines. Drake's got to own Des Moines. I know it's tough to get in there for school, but if they can get the Des Moines kids, you know, instead of going to and I, they go to Drake. Maybe some kids that would have gone to Creighton now come to Drake. They can get it rolling. I think
0: it's a great hire. Yeah, I'm with you. I think it's a, a terrific hire as well, and we'll see how it plays up. Thank you, Wade. I appreciate it. Enjoy the uh, two games tomorrow night, and enjoy the championship Monday. I am rooting that you are right that we get an entertaining basketball game on Monday night. Thanks, Wade. Thank you, guys. Appreciate
5: it. Good Thanks, to
0: Trent. You. Wade, looking Bill, former Hawkeye. I did not know the Eddie Horton small yes. story.
2: Yes, uh, I, I just and it's one of those things. I didn't realize it was in Sports Illustrated, though. I'm going to have to go into the. What is it, the SI Vault? I think that's what it is. Yeah. I think you're onto something. And uh, I'm going to have to look that up because it's a Google story. is your friend, Trent. It is. Back then, though, I mean, when I was yeah. late 90s in college. It and was SI. You heard the stories, and if you didn't have the SI that's article, yep. well, you're yeah, I guess, guessing that maybe didn't make the register. Probably not. But I, I just, I love that story, and uh, yeah. Yeah. Struggle a little bit, Ed Horton comes in and Turned clears the house. Uh, that's <laughs> a
0: funny story. Uh, boys will be boys, correct? Absolutely. All right, coming up in the 1 o'clock hour, we're going to talk uh, to Randy Wayhofer. The I-Cubs have an open house tomorrow. Their season's uh, on the precipice of uh, playing ball down at Principal Park. Uh, we'll talk to Randy Wayhofer. We will take uh, a look at the Hawkeyes. They are on the verge, maybe, of getting a couple of recruits this weekend. Dylan Montz, Iowa State, has been active recruiting-wise. We'll get the latest on spring football as well. And Trent and I will call our shots on this thing the mm. two games tomorrow night. Uh, what are you going to do tonight? Are you going to watch baseball?
2: What do you got planned? Yeah, baseball's in, in the... Your, tw- your twins are off, right? They are. The dreaded... Day off after opening day. I hate it. And it's a it. it doesn't. I agree with you. You got to put in because of no, rain days. Nope. You got to do it, but Build it just. Build in a day because yeah. you don't want to
0: lose the gate.
2: But uh, I get it. It, it just. Leaves a little something to be desired. No, I, I really want to really watch I bounce back after that tough one yesterday. Not going to happen. But uh, baseball actually making a trip north tonight. Are you? Yeah, going uh, going to visit some family for Easter. So, going to be toiling around in my another one of my old stomping grounds in Cedar Falls tonight. Very very nice. Might have to take Ella to my favorite watering hole, the Suds. I don't know if there's ever been a two year old in there, yeah. but. Well what what's the law, do you know? I mean is
0: it if they serve food you can go in, is that what it is? Well suds
2: didn't serve food. It was okay. it was all booze. It's it's a bar. And so then Ella's probably not gonna get through the front well, door. Well, if we get there before nine, they're not gonna kick her out, right? I go I don't up know there, the I rules get a strength. get a tall boy? I think I don't know what the actual law is. I grew up. I grew it's up, I right grew up in a tavern. Is. I, I grew. up, it? I mean, it's who cares? Start him young. It's not like I'm giving her the beer, right? Yeah, that's she, true. Now there are bras hanging from the ceiling, so maybe it is a uh, not not exactly the best place yeah, for. Yeah,
0: maybe. Um, yeah, you might want to get uh, your wife involved in that. <laughs> yeah,
2: she she it, would though. not be pleased because she has a work dinner this evening, and if she finds out that we hung out at the Suds dad's for a taken, while,
0: that's taking her daughter. <laughs> Oops, out a boy. Father, uh, your material right there. That's right myself coming back with a one o'clock hour it's next it's the ken miller show 1700 kbgg
1: hey it's bill Ryder. nice to be talking to the home crowd again in central iowa where i was raised where i got married the show is right than you five to nine p.m weekdays on des moines big talker 1700 kbgg
3: if you're a small business owner
1: Attention, golfers! We've got a sweet deal for you. It's the 2018 Clubhouse Card. The Clubhouse Card goes on sale Monday, April 9th at 9 a.m. Look for the Sweet Deals tab on this station's website to grab yours. Do you want to have the opportunity to try out Central Iowa golf courses for 50% off? Then this deal is for you! Spring is here and it's your chance to play golf at some of Central Iowa's best courses. When you purchase a Clubhouse Card, you receive a round of golf with to each of the courses for 50% of the cost. Try out courses like Bosland and in Pella, Westwood in Newton, and Terrace Hills in Altoona and other great courses. Golf season officially starts soon, so what better way to get ready for the season than by purchasing the 2018 Clubhouse card. These cards will go fast, so plan to get yours before they're gone. On sale Monday, April 9th at 9 a.m. at this station's website under the Sweet Deals tab. Why do we call it small business? Why not agile business? Nimble business. Dance circles
2: around the big bulky behemoths business. UMA Office, the small business phone solution, has a virtual receptionist to direct calls to the right extension and a mobile app to help you answer while away from the office. About all that's small really is the price, starting at only $19.95 a month. Visit UMA.com, that's O-O-M-A, or call 866-649-9377 to
1: find out more. UMA, the phone your small business deserves spring is in the air so why not in the house the home depot lets you invite spring indoors with low maintenance majesty palms and 10 inch containers now just 12.88 each breathe a little life into your hallway freshen up your bedroom or bath palms are easy to grow easy to maintain and right now even easier to buy bring outdoors indoors with 10 inch majesty palms now just 12.88 only at the home depot more saving more doing lost by last selection varies by store You don't need
3: more sports, but you want more sports.
1: Rockstar Satellite can fix that with free next-day installation on DirecTV. Call Rockstar Satellite, 515-262-STAR. Call today for next-day installation, 515-262-STAR.
2: Are you in the mood for real, classic, homemade Italian food? Well, I have the spot for you. It's Bellagio. Two locations. The newest location in Urbandale, 2675 100th Street. The original in Norwalk. Classic dishes like cavatelli, spaghetti, lasagna, and vodka. Rig-